I have, I've been fortunate, I'll say from the get-go, that I have always had, um, I've been a realtor for about nine years now, I've always had really, really incredible mentors and some form of coaching, so it's, that has been instilled in me as long as I've been doing real estate in addition to the rest of my life. Um, for me... Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today we have Athena Brownson on the podcast, and this is a gal who was a professional skier and loves adventure and takes it to the max. And you can see evidence of that throughout her business. So if you're looking to listen to a show where you can see somebody go all in on the various elements and how that plays it out, this is going to be the show for you. We're going to talk about her production. We're going to talk about maybe not going deep into necessarily the health issues, but how do you do a lot of production while being out half like full time and doing health issues. So we're gonna talk about all those struggles and those challenges, but Athena, take it. So what was it like growing up, you know, as a professional skier and what got you into it? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for the beautiful introduction. That was oh. um, much appreciated. And I'm really grateful to be here and hopefully um, have some great pieces of wisdom that I can impart on anyone. Uh, so as you said, I am a rare native of Breckenridge, Colorado. There are not many of us. It's a, you know, a small ski resort that primarily caters to um, second homes and visitors. Yeah. So growing up, I, my dad was a professional skier, first of all. So I think it, I was addicted probably when I was in the womb. And unknowingly, I really believe that athletics, um, for me being a professional skier, was the more, most formative part of what has enabled me to be successful in my real estate career, in my life, in understanding how to con like address adversity head on, and really the value of hard work. So skiing was always my passion. I'm super grateful that I had that opportunity to travel the globe for, you know, over a decade and have make incredible relationships and experiences. Um, I'm happily retired. I like to say I picked a little bit of a less impact sport. I don't know that it's that much more uh, gentle real estate, but it, you know, skiing formed who I, who I am as a person. So talk to me about how that formed you. So as an Absolutely. athlete, like, was it mindset? What were the things that caused benefits for you? I have so many good things for you here. So um, this is so multifaceted and keep in mind that I think when you're a young athlete of any kind, whatever sport you're in, you're not necessarily in any way understanding the value and implications of what your daily activities are instilling in you for the rest of your life. So for me in particular, I number one is the value of coaching and mentorship. When I am a professional athlete, I'm constantly working with a coach who can, you know, take a step back, look at 
what I am doing performance-wise as a whole and tell me where my blind spots are. What are the things that I'm not seeing that I need to be working on? What are the basics that I'm not practicing enough in order to go to the next level? And the fact that there is accountability. And if you are not you know, disciplined in doing what you say you're going to do for your coach, then I might be hiking the mountain that day instead of taking the chairlift. You know, they, it was, it was very strict, very regimented, and it taught me discipline. It taught me hard work, accountability, but it also, I think most importantly, instilled the value of having really, really good mentors or coaches in your career, whatever that may be. So personally in, in real estate, I've always had a real estate coach that has the programs have varied over time. Um, I have mentors that are my go-tos because I, I believe that we as agents tend to get caught up in the hustle bustle of day-to-day chaos that, that is truly all of our lives. But within that, if you have someone that is looking at your daily activities, that's looking at your mindset, your, you know, mental toughness and telling you, hey, Athena, you know, I know you're, you've got X properties under contract, but you're forgetting to do the activities that are bringing you that business. Um, So I have a very detailed spreadsheet that of activities that I turn into my coach every other week for each week. And it outlines how many calls I should be making, how many notes I need to send, face-to-faces, videos, open houses, you know, anything that is really, really the fundamentals, the basics of our business that so easily slip away are in front of me every day. I'm marking down the sheet and I'm turning it in. And if I am missing, um, you know, more than a couple little spots on that spreadsheet, I'm getting fined by the, my coach and that mm. fine goes to charity. So it, it's not, but it really, you know, it teaches you the value of accountability and it teaches you that this isn't rocket science. We don't need to be rocket scientists. We need to be masters of the basics and we need consistency. So within the chaos of our worlds, bringing consistency through your action, having accountability and discipline to get those items done and, and really have someone that can call you out if you're, if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, because it is, um, I, it's easy, it's easy to get caught up in everything. And it's the most important thing we can do to really stabilize the number of deals that we're bringing in and to continually grow our um, sphere of influence and to really connect with people and build those relationships, that has to be intentional. So if anything, skiing taught me the value of intentionality, coaching, and with it came some, some qualities that have been keys to my success, also keys to my psychosis I, mm. <laughs> in terms of being a workaholic. And I, yeah. I, I love it. I love what I do. I'm grateful, but yeah, coaching in skiing was huge. Let's, let's dive into the, the fee, the penalty that goes to charity. Mm-hmm. Like 
Is that something that's every time you fail, that fee goes up? Is it always the same amount? Like, how does that impact your psychology? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two, um, two different sectors of that. At the beginning of each semester with, with my coaching program, we have a new coach every six months. This is called the core training for yeah. agents that are curious. Um, and first, we set two main goals for the semester. And whether that is, um, you know, one of my goals this semester that I have been failing miserably is to take a half day off a week, trying to bring a little bit more balance between juggling um, constant health challenges and a, you know, a very strange market, a, a more challenging market. So we set two goals. If by the end of the semester, we can objectively say that I did not meet them, then I am going to be find in a way that is donating money to a cause that I do not believe in. Oh yeah. So it really motivates you to 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 not drop the ball. So that's the first element. The second is I follow what's called a greatness tracker and within that greatness tracker it outlines how many calls you need to make a week, how many appointments, notes, etc. Um you have I believe five five boxes because it's a spreadsheet that you can miss. So there's there's a little bit of leeway and anything over that, it's a set amount per box and that doesn't change. Um, and that doesn't go to something that you're not um, a supporter of that goes generally to the charity that they have chosen to work with that month. Um, they're really, really big on giving back. I'm a firm believer that you have to give in order to get. You can also have input into, hey, like for me, I have um, chronic Lyme disease. So I, although I don't want to be paying fines for um, not doing my work because th that's all it's doing is hurting me. I do at least appreciate the opportunity to have my uh, punishment do something good for the world. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you don't mind sharing, like how much yeah. is the punishment and how much does the amount matter? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that you set with your coach and it, and mm. it varies individual Personally. to individual because they don't want, you know, it by any means to put anyone in a position that is going to be a detriment to them if if they're not able to get all of their work done. Um, so it's $10 per square that you miss. Hmm. And at the beginning of the semester, when I set those two goals, the amount that we agreed upon that would be motivating to me was $5,000. So that's a, you know, a pretty good chunk of money. So you could lose up to 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more than that, if, you know, if we count the weekly, you know, if I'm missing two or three boxes a week and that's, you know, 30 bucks a week and you put that over six months, that can really add up to 1500 so bucks a month. So it's, it's, so it's the 5,000 on top yeah. of the, mm -hmm. so the 5,000 is, is that the overall goal that you're trying yeah. to achieve? Okay. No, well, it's the, it's the goal it's the punishment if I don't reach my goals, basically. So we set it at an amount that would be significant enough to get me to hustle to get these things done. I do not want to pay $5,000 to, I'm not even going to go 
into it where I would donate it, but it's something that does not align with my belief system. Mm. And I can tell you that that right there is motivating. And for some people, if you're not motivated by monetary um, expenditures or fines, you can a hundred percent set goals or, and say, okay, if I don't reach those goals, then um, I'm going to dress up in a clown suit for a day and swing a sign on a corner, or I'm not going to take the, uh, a three day weekend trip that I had planned or whatever significant enough to you. And I think this is something that anyone can do it. You know, it helps to have someone overseeing it. So whether it's, it's, you know, someone at your office, a coach, um, someone on your team, you can really say like, look, for the next six months, these are my two most important goals, whether it's, you know, personal business, what, whatever, spiritual, whatever it may be. And I need you to hold me accountable that if I'm not doing these things on a consistent basis, I like, we need to create a punishment that's really going to cut deep. Like, what is it going to be that's going to get you off your butt when you don't feel like it? <laughs> this is so, I mean, this is like the carrot and the stick, right? I mean, you've got obviously yeah. the goals and then, so as far as like, how much has the accountability in these things impacted your production? I mean, do you have a before and after? Like, did you have party, like, like what did your business look like before this accountability yeah. took place and what did it look like after? So I have, I've been fortunate, I'll say from the get go that I, have always had, um, I've been a realtor for about nine years now. I've always had really, really incredible mentors and some form of coaching. So it's, that has been instilled in me as long as I've been doing real estate in addition to the rest of my life. Um, for me, I am not necessarily motivated by the fear of being fined as much as the fact that I'm letting myself down. Like that's the only person I'm hurting by not doing my, my work and my basics is myself and my business. And I obviously, I think we all need to have grace for ourselves and understanding that, you know, some weeks are going to be hard and impossible to meet those goals. And, and uh, that's, being a human where, you know, it will happen. There's been plenty of health weeks where I do not have the ability to call 75 people in a week. I just, it's, it's not feasible. Um, so I do have grace for myself there, but, uh, the competitor in me is more disappointed with the fact that I was not intentional enough with my time to do the things that I said I was going to do. And I think that, as agents, we often get um, really excited in conversations with new clients, um, you know, prospects, long-term clients, whoever it may be. And we tend to get excited about, oh yeah, I can get that to you, you know, tonight. And really spreading ourselves too thin there. And um, it's it's been an eye-opener to really take into account the intentionality and planning behind what my days need to look like in order to be successful. By nature, I am not um, as organized. I'm not a planner. I'm not the details person. I luckily have the most amazing assistant in the universe that helps me implement systems and, and structure my, my life, but that's not my forte. So to be 
able to have a very simple guide of activities that I need to get done and know that I need to create my time block schedule so that I can do these things. And so that I know that my calendar is, is at the, you know, Sunday night, I time block my calendar for the week so that I make sure I'm getting my call times. I make sure that I'm, I'm already pre-planning to do these activities. And then when a client comes to me and, and maybe instead of saying, I'll have that to you tonight, unless it needs to be, obviously a lot of things need to be immediate. And that's also built into the schedule and time blocking. Um, but understanding where your time blocks are for doing th that work so that we can set really um, clear and realistic expectations and not say, be the person that says they're going to get something done. And you know, a week later sending the email. So I, it really helps with client, I'd say retention because it helps you stick to your word, even though it's obviously none of us are, are trying to not follow our word. It's just that there's a lot going on. So I think the more that we can plan out our time, be intentional, know what we need to get done, have those flex areas to, do a CMA at night or write an offer or whatever it may be, but it really helps you to bring a little bit of stability um, to your life. Yeah. Again, I'm working like 18 hours a day right now. So that balance is not something that I, I am um, doing great at, but it's something that I know I see and I'm constantly working towards. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and got an inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us, and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. So you as a result of this accountability and large amounts of action have done a lot of production. I mean, you mentioned last year, your production was 17 million and that's with basically a full-time focus on your health with everything going on for that 22 minutes. I mean, it's a lot of production. Yeah. Um, so Thank you're you. obviously putting in the reps and doing some really amazing things. Like you also invest a little bit, like take us into your investing journey. Uh, tell us a little bit about your portfolio to. and that process. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so a really incredible um, part of my life is that my dad was a 
residential real estate developer in Breckenridge. So I didn't love it at the time because it meant being uh, spending a lot of time on job sites and being freezing. And, and as a young kid, you just don't care about that at all. But again, unknowingly, it was really teaching me the process of what a good GC looks like, what a, what a build out looks like, what to kind of what to expect, how to um, visualize a property coming to life and then be able to articulate it. So that was something that, again, I never thought I would use and now is one of the most exciting parts of kind of where I'm at in my career. So I started investing, I think at how a lot of realtors do or a lot of people in general and that I for the last eight years have purchased a home, lived in it for two years, and then made it a rental and purchased another primary and made it a rental. Um, I think the one of the most valuable things that I learned the hard way just because I always, I, I struggle with wanting to do it all was finding an, an incredible property manager that I knew was extremely reliable so that these are running themselves. Um, Denver is an interesting market in the way that your cap rate is going to be not anywhere near, you know, what people's ideal 6% or higher cap rate is. Our property values are high and it's it's hard to get that. So what I what I like to say to clients and myself is that if we can get your you cash flow positive off the bat, even though even if it's only a you know two hundred to five hundred dollars after property management fees, that's a win because if you look at the last thirty five years of um, data on the Denver real estate market, a, a very conservative kind of down year, you're looking at 10% appreciation on a crazy year like we had in 2021, which we should not compare to because it was uh, a, a little bit unrealistic, but we had 19% appreciation. So really understanding that your value there is most likely going to be in the fact that your house is getting that much appreciation annually and it's setting you up for a future in, in which you can either take equity out of that property to buy another, you can sell it and, you know, make pretty excellent cash. Obviously, you have to be aware of um, capital gains and, and, you know, maybe if it's an investment property looking at 1031 exchanges. But, it, you know, I think that I have learned so much about investing by man by purchasing properties and ha keeping them as long-term buy and holds. Um, the next phase of my business that I'm really excited about is I I've helped investors with fix and flips for as long as I've been doing real estate. Something I'm passionate about. Um, I was an interior designer prior to doing being a broker and to be a part of that process and help my help my client really envision what a buyer is looking for, what's going to be the best ROI on um, projects in terms of how should we make our, our importance so that we can get you the best possible return. 
it's been has been incredible. It's something I'll always do. It's something I love to do. Um, but I am just breaking ground on my first development project. So I'm gonna be Congrats. doing thank you. It's it's uh it's been a long time in the works. The Denver permitting department right. has become over the last, you know, three years, it our turnaround time on plans used to be about three, four months. Um, I'm at 21 months now before approved plans. It's been extremely difficult. Luckily, our market has continued to appreciate and I've got a tenant in the property that just got scraped. Um, but I had a tenant paying, you know, my carrying costs during that time. So I think that's an important factor to um, take into consideration if you're if you're interested in developing because it could take a significant amount of time. And if you've got someone um, covering your costs and hopefully making you a little bit of money during that time, that is absolutely incredible. So that was a fortunate part of, of my journey, but I am really looking forward to be being very hands-on and in building property and being a Colorado native. It's so important to me to be a part of creating something in any way I can, whether that's, I think in real estate, we are having a bigger impact on our cities than a lot of times you even think about because we're yeah. helping people is such an important thing. Um, but leaving, leaving something that is better, you know, bettering the environment in which it's in. So really bringing value um, to any project that I have, you know, looking at sustainability efforts, looking at what we can do to get tax incentives for, you know, limited water use by zero scaping, just really making sure that I'm paying attention to the details that are going to leave the neighborhood, you know, in a much better position than it was prior, or maybe sparking some more innovation within the industry, because I think there's a lot of developers out of state that are just throwing things up as quickly as you can. And you, you kind of lose that quality and it's very visible and that breaks my heart. So, um, I, I would like to have a positive footprint on my happy hometown. <laughs> yes. You working 18 hours a day. Like that is a line that I hear a lot from real estate agents. Really? That makes me feel better because I feel like I've been going, I, yeah. going a little bit too hard for sure. <laughs> What, what does, like, is it the investing? What's the plan to get you down to eight hours a day, down to four hours a day? What's the, the vision? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's perfect timing for that question. I, because it's been obviously the forefront of my mind. I do not, I mean, I, I love what I do and I'm very grateful for, for, um, you know, any business, but is that good for my health? absolutely not. Is that good for anyone's lifestyle and balance? And absolutely not. I'm in a place where I'm not married and I don't have kids, um, which, you know, helps. It's one less thing that I am balancing. But like I said, I, you know, my health issues are a pretty full-time job in their, mm. in their, their own. And, and that's not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. So mm. I started off sharing an assistant with another agent. So we had, I had 20 hours a week 
from her um, in 20 hours, she would do 20 hours for someone else. She's a licensed broker. So she is able to do, uh, she has the, the skill set and the bandwidth and the knowledge to be a lot more hands-on within my transactions than just a assistant. I would like an executive assistant, I would say. And um, I actually just took the scary plunge of hiring her full time. Um, so, you know, having another 20 hours of help a week or more if needed is absolutely critical right now to a my business, making sure that nothing gets nothing slips through the cracks, that my uh, response time is quick, that I'm not working until three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, so her and I are very opposite disc profiles, which is amazing. We've worked together for a year and a half, and I know that that's someone that I can rely on. I can delegate to. She will, I call her my boss because she is much more um, structured than I am, and I need that. So I think that finding the people in your business that have the skill set and you know, fit with your culture, hire them. The best thing you could do is find people that want to be involved in real estate, maybe don't want to be full-time agents, you know, align with you, your ethos and, and leaning on that support. So as I continue to grow, um, you know, potentially bring, I have one other agent on my team. She is the most um, fast escalating agent I've ever seen. It's her, she's already had 11 closings this year. It's her second year in the business. Like she's just, and she's a single mom. She's phenomenal. But can I um, lean on her to help with showings? Absolutely not. She's got her own clients. So maybe bringing someone under me that is looking to learn. I can, I love mentoring and they can help take a little bit off my plate. So I, I have no intention of growing a huge team, but I fully believe in creating a solid team, whatever that looks like to you. Solid lifestyle business, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so talk to me about the investments. So your house hacking, which generally, especially if you've been doing it over the last 10 years, you've probably grown mm -hmm. your net worth pretty decently off of each of those moves. Has that transitioned to nice cash flow for you, or is it just kind of amassing some net worth? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say most of the rentals that I own, when they were first starting, it was I was probably cash flowing two hundred dollars a month on each of them, um, and that's four. And now it's you know, luckily, well. I say luckily for, for myself as an investor, but rental rates have are steadily increasing in Denver. Actually, I'm, I shouldn't even say steadily. They have been for anything that's not a condo. It is so hard to come by. We have such limited inventory that there's actually like the last rental I just put up two months ago, it ended up in a bidding war. So they were bidding up the monthly payment that they were going to pay me. And it got to be, um, I'm 
cash flowing $800 a month on that, that mm-hmm. one property. So that's pretty incredible. But with that, um, you know, the, the first property I bought, for example, I got for 600,000, it was completely renovated down to the studs and it is now worth well over a million. And that's, you know, a six year period. Totally. So that's pretty good investment. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. What is your vision for the next 12 to 18 months? 12 to 18 months. So I have so I say that because I'm like, I have so many, I'm a big ideas person. I'm like, I want to yep. do this and this and this. First and foremost is finding a, a little bit more of a sustainable rhythm to help support my health and really focusing on it, you know, trying to improve my health at least like, 10% a year would be amazing. If I could feel 10% better than I do right now, it would be something to jump for joy about. I like to describe my, my I have a, amongst Lyme disease, it, it causes a lot of autoimmune diseases and my body attacks my nerves. So my pain levels on a day-to-day basis are more than I think most people will ever feel in their life. And I hope that they don't have to. Um, I firmly believe that the only reason that I have not gone on disability and bed rest is because I have a job that I love so much and it's what gets me out of bed in the morning and it keeps me motivated. Um, But with that, I clearly am working in an, you know, in a way that is not great for my health. So I, first and foremost, like this is such a small change, but right now I get four days of plasma transfusions every three weeks. I would like in the next 12 months to have that be every four weeks, maybe every four and a half weeks. So just kind of getting my body to a place where it can handle more. Um, Bringing on my assistant full time, I would absolutely like to see my hours come down significantly to a more um, reasonable amount. But with that in the next, you know, for the year 2023, my production volume goal is 25 million. Um, With that, I, I fully believe in, in relationship-based business. I'll, I'll put that at the forefront because it's not just about, you know, um, volume or GCI, you know, relationships are absolutely paramount to me. And I would like to, by leaning on my assistant more, be able to invest more time in face-to-face relationships and really, really, really being the go-to, which I, you know, 90% of my business is either past clients or, um, close sphere of influence. So really digging in and diving in and and continuing to build those deeper relationships. Because at the end of the day, it is also, I might've sold them their first home for 600,000 and their family's growing. And with that, they would like to buy a million dollar property. So focusing on a higher price point, um, I'd like to, I'd like my average to be around 900,000 a property, um, a sale. And currently it's about, 
I actually did the math the other day. It's like 777,000 is my average uh, sale price, which is hilarious. But so it's 15 that, plus thousand average commission. Yeah. Denver's crazy. Denver is definitely, you know, we have, there are a lot of successful markets, but I am very, very fortunate to be in a market that's strong and to be working with clients that trust me already and trust me with their and their wealth management because at the end of the day we're uh we're not just realtors i mean i you know i'll say that that obviously there's all kinds of realtors but at the end of the day we should be wealth managers we should be coaching our clients through the best thing for their future because this is for most people the largest asset they'll ever have and if you help coach them properly you're giving them an opportunity to leverage that money and maybe buy an investment property. And how much is that going to change someone's life? So I have a lot of goals, but those are a few. <laughs> Athena, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your thank business. You. So much to take down. I mean, like when you really think about what you've accomplished, I mean, the, the number of agents that get to 17, 22 million in production is not high. And then when you couple that with what you've gone through, it's tremendous. I mean, you Thank have you. 40 hours a week stripped from you from the very get-go. It's like carrying around a lot of weight and you still manage to do this. So just super kudos Thank to you guys. You. So those of you out there, you might be struggling with health issues or maybe there's some circumstances, maybe you're a single mom, there's some circumstances in your life that, that make it more difficult to succeed. Athena could be a great example for how you can still set these tremendous successes, tremendous goals and accomplish them despite maybe some of the things that are going on. So write down something you learned, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom's acquired one action at a time. And if you take that steps day by day, before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 